Hello everyone and welcome to Sunday School class, kinda. Uh, these are very interesting times, aren't they? Um, all over the world, people are staying at home. You know, we're all spreading out. And during this time, uh, churches are they're scrambling around to try to figure out the best ways to stay connected with each other. And since it looks like we won't be getting back to our church building anytime real soon, I thought it might be nice to share a few Bible lessons during this time. Um, our Sunday School class has been sharing prayer requests and announcements in our Facebook group, and we should definitely continue to do that. But when it comes to lessons, I figured really I had three options. Um, one, I could type out lessons and send them out to the class. I, I didn't do that because I figured no one would actually read them. Uh, the other options were video or audio lessons. Now, I'm not one who's real comfortable with video of myself, so I thought that maybe audio would be best. Uh, I also figured that it might be annoying to fumble around with individual audio files uploaded to Facebook. So uh, I, I have created this low-quality podcast for you. And for the untold tens of people who might someday listen to this episode, you're welcome. But now let's get down to business. Uh, our Sunday School class has been studying the Gospel of John. Now, the Gospel of John is the powerful testimony of John the Apostle concerning Jesus. John walked with Jesus, learned from Jesus. He knew him. And John's Gospel is his testimony about Jesus, about who he was. And in his Gospel, John makes it clear, right from the first words of, the, of his book, that Jesus is no regular teacher. You know, right off the bat, John makes the case that Jesus is God. We can see that right away in John chapter 1, verse 1. You know, we're also told that Jesus was actively involved in the creation of the universe. You know, that he's the light of the world. More on that in a little bit. But uh, John's gospel draws a clear line in the sand about who Jesus is. You know, we can clearly see through John's testimony, uh, the testimony of others, and through Jesus' own words, that the Gospel of John doesn't allow you to sit on the fence about whether or not Jesus is God. You either accept that fact or you reject John's Gospel. You know, th there is no middle ground in this case. That's how clear John makes it in his Gospel. And in class, we left off in the middle of John chapter 8. So we will be going back to John chapter 8, and today we'll be studying John 8 verses 12 through 20. So let's read God's word, beginning in verse 12. The text says, Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going, but you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet, even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it's not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law, it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself. And the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, therefore, Where's your father? Jesus answered, 
you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not yet come. So here in the text, we have Jesus speaking with the scribes and Pharisees about who he is. And we have a little back and forth with them about these claims. You know, over the past few chapters of John, we've seen Jesus teach that he is the bread of life, that he's living water. You know, and now we see Jesus claiming to be the light of the world. He calls this light the light of life in verse 12. When Jesus claims to be bread and water for us, he's basically saying, you know, just like you need bread to satisfy your hunger and water to satisfy your thirst, I satisfy your spiritual hunger and thirst. You know, but unlike physical bread and water that only satisfy temporarily, Jesus satisfies our spiritual hunger and thirst forever. Everyone has this spiritual appetite. And so everyone's looking to quench this thirst or satisfy this hunger that they have within themselves. And, you know, some, some of us look to all different kinds of things to satisfy it. But any satisfaction we might receive from things that, like, you know, good works or substances or literally anything else is entirely temporary. And ultimately it leaves us empty. You know, so Jesus is claiming to be the eternal satisfier here. We need physical bread and water to live, and we need Jesus and his bread of life and living water to live forever. And here in John chapter 8, Jesus is saying, not only do I provide you with bread and water, but I'm your light as well. So he was talking about food, and now he's talking about light. You know, in a sense, Jesus is claiming to be everything that we need. Food, water, light. Imagine going through life without them. You can't. You know, your life wouldn't last long. You know, And if we believe John's gospel, we trust that living life without Jesus would be spiritually empty. It would be a dark existence. You know, we'd be going through life's difficulties while having nothing in the tank. Yet so many people do that. And do we need light? We sure do. You know, this is a dark world. I mean, when you look around right now, you don't have to look too far to see fear and sickness and death. If your hope ends with this world, it's not a hopeful existence. And like we said, Jesus is inviting us to come to him when we need spiritual food and water. So what does that practically mean? It means seek him out. <laughs> Read the scriptures, pray, reach out to him, get that lasting satisfaction. When things don't make sense, when we have questions, don't find them inside of ourselves, seek him. He gives freely. And in today's passage, uh, like we said, we also see that he's inviting us to come to him when we're stumbling around in the dark. He's offering to be our light. You know, what does light do? Well, light makes our paths clear. What seems impossible in the past is now made clear by Jesus. Whenever you're in the dark, uh, there's such, un, this, such difficulty maneuvering, getting around. Obstacles that seemed huge in the dark are now exposed for what they are. They're small, temporary hurdles in light of eternity. When you look at life with the light of Jesus, you're looking at life with an eternal mindset. So, you know, 
that unexpected bill, that argument, that disappointment begins to look a lot smaller in significance. The light of Jesus gives us true perspective. And that's what he's offering here. So Jesus makes this claim and he immediately gets challenged by the religious leaders. They say, yeah, you're the only one saying this, so it can't be true. Basically that not enough people are making this claim with you. And we see in verse 17 that Jesus says that the Jewish law says that the testimony of two people can be accepted as true. But in this case, Jesus is being challenged as being the only one making this claim about himself, that he's the light of the world. And Jesus uses this challenge to make the claim that it's not only him saying this, that God the Father also says this. And all we have to do is look back in the Old Testament to see all of the prophetic claims about Jesus. Whenever a prophet in the Old Testament says, said, uh, thus says the Lord, you know, they're being God's mouthpiece on earth. They're speaking for God. And the prophets testified about the Messiah. All throughout the scriptures, we see them pointing to Jesus. And so Jesus is basically saying, don't just take my word for this. Take my father's word as well. And Jesus once again calls out the religious leaders for not knowing either him, Jesus, or God, the Father. You know, this isn't the first time that this has come up in John's Gospel. He says, if you knew one, you'd know the other. Why? Because they are one. And verse 20 tells us that even though the religious leaders were likely infuriated by these claims of Jesus' Father being God the Father, and Jesus doing God the Father's bidding in his work. No one arrested Jesus. Why? It was because his time had, had not yet come. You see, even throughout these seemingly chaotic times, Jesus was still in control. Think about what we've seen throughout the book of John so far. We've seen arguments. We've seen massive crowds. We've seen... Uh, people going from the point of wanting to make Jesus king to wanting to kill him. Chaos at times. Yet, even in those seemingly chaotic times, Jesus was always in control. And likewise, even in these seemingly chaotic times, Jesus is in control. You know, at the time that Jesus was making these claims and being challenged by the scribes and Pharisees, Jesus would, he would willingly give his life as payment for the sins of the world, but he would do it in his timing. You know, Jesus loves us so much that even when we were, are in outright rebellion against him, he gives us a gift, a massive unthinkable gift. Because we sin, we push ourselves away from God. And the Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. But Jesus willingly takes those wages on himself. He took the punishment that we deserved so that we can be reconciled to God, so that we can be together in heaven forever. You know, all we have to do is accept it, to believe and surrender. Part of that is admitting that we're sinners, that we can't save ourselves. So we repent. We turn away from our sins and we trust in salvation that Jesus offers us. This is the gospel. This is the good news. Jesus did this for us. So let's say we've, done, we've, we've surrendered, we've accepted this, we've trusted in Jesus for our salvation. So what comes after that? 
Well, this is where it's important to keep going back to him. Get to know him. When we have needs, seek him. He's our food. He's our water. And now we've learned he's our light. Look to him to be your light. When things look dark and confusing, seek out Jesus. Open his word. Read his word. Study his word. Pray. Reach out to him. The biggest thing that stands in our way of doing this is pride. It's looking at our lives and thinking that we have the answers, that we can find the answers ourselves. Why do that when Jesus has all of the answers? Seek out Jesus. Now next time, we'll continue our study in John chapter 8. But for now, let's just take a moment and pray. Let's pray that God would uh, help us to be humble and to seek Jesus when we need him. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for meeting all of our needs. Lord, help us to break down our pride. Help us to stop trying to provide our own spiritual satisfaction. Lord, and, and be our light. Father, point us back to Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For all of you in the class, I, I hope we will be able to get back together soon. But for now, stay safe. More episodes will come.